right, welcome to the mic. I'm Jake Killeen. On today's episode, we welcome Cassie Porter. Cassie's a 17-year-old junior making headwaves up in Queensland. She has just won the Queensland Amateur and Female Amateur of the Year Award for her 2019 season, which included five wins, five seconds, and she also finished five other events inside the top five. What an amazing season. I can't wait to have a chat to her about this and what her goals are going forward. Thanks for being with me, Cassie. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. Um, it's a pleasure. And first of all, congratulations are in order. Uh, you've had uh, a great win recently at the Queensland Industry Awards for Golf. So you've come out with two awards by looks, junior yeah. and female amateur of the year. Yeah, no, it was, it was quite a surprise, if I'm being honest. Um, I didn't even know it was on until like a few hours before. And then obviously, you know, I, I logged on and watched the live stream and I, it was, yeah, it was a good surprise. It was really nice. So, so are you surprised because there's other people you feel um, have had as good a year as you at 2019? Because I looked at your 2019 season and it's been an amazing record. So I can't see you've got five wins, five seconds and five other top five. So what an amazing year you've had. Yeah, no, it's been really good. You know, like looking back on my 2019, I was, I'm really happy with, you know, how I played, not only the results, but like how I was within myself. Um, you know, I didn't let it go to my head or anything, which was good and just kept within myself. Like obviously there's so many competitors out there that play so well and um, there's endless amounts of competition. So yeah, no, I'm really happy with 2019. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's a little bit funky, wasn't it, with the uh, online um, virtual? Yeah, I know. Awards. I just didn't know where to find it. And then I got people saying, oh, no, you need to log on and watch it. And I was like, what? So they didn't give you a heads up before that you should watch it or no one? No, I was talking to um, one of the photographers um, of Golf Australia. And she's like, I really wanted to tell you to hop on, but I couldn't really because we're going to give it away. And mm. <laughs> but no, it was really cool watching it. Right, cool. Well, that's I did awesome. Really well with the the whole virtual situation. So, well, they had some pre interviews for the winners, so it's sort of yeah. it was a bit. It was a bit I know. If I knew, I would have, you know, interviewed a video or something. Yeah, I know. You had one, and you won two. You won twice, so you would have thought they would gone <laughs> on here. But well, congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank what you. What did you get? A couple of trophies, or what do they oh, give I'm you? I'm not sure. I guess they're going to send them out or something. Yeah, I saw on the um the live stream that you know they showed the trophy with my name on it and stuff. So. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, so how did you find golf or did, did sort of golf find you in a way? So t take us through, cause you look, you're only 17. I mean, you're at least new in, in my eyes. I'm, I'm 35. So it's not like you've been in the golf for a long time, but how, how did you, what age did you sort of get into it and how did you find golf? So it's quite an interesting story. So I'm from New South Wales. So we moved up to Queensland when I was about five or six. Uh, dad's played golf all his life and obviously when we moved up we uh, moved close to the golf course and we were playing golf all the time I wasn't playing I'd just go around in the cart while mum and dad would play um, and you know after they'd finish I'd grab mum's clubs which are obviously way too big for me and I'd go to the range and have a bit of a hit um, absolutely hated it could not stand the sport <laughs> um, <laughs> really <laughs> yeah and then I started up again when I was seven and a half I think maybe and then yeah here I am started playing competitively and it turned out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, great. And and so when did you decide that you didn't hate the game? <laughs> I don't even know. I just, I played every sport possible when I was younger right. at school. So in primary school and everything. So I don't know. I, I guess my parents were always playing and I found heaps of friends within the sport. So 
I guess I just started from there. Yeah, great. And and were you always been in Parisian Springs up there on the on the Sunshine Coast, or we, yeah, did pretty you... much. We're, we yeah. live on the golf course now, which is super handy. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but we've obviously lived like maybe fifteen minutes away at most, so it's pretty good. Yeah, and yeah, Parisian Springs, Springs is a bit, is of, a bit of, a of a tough track. So is it is it a good track to sort of hone your skills at and, and yeah, develop yeah. your game? So many people tell me that, but I have like I can't really relate because I've played here my whole golfing career, uh, right? Yes. So like I'm kind of like I don't really know any different. But um, yeah, no, yeah. it's great. There's great practice facilities. My coach is here, which is really good as well. And obviously, I live on the course, so. Yeah, Maybe good. you're just good off the tee and I'm, I, I spray it. So that's why I struggle with <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe that helps. Yeah. The game. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. Any yeah. golf, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so you obviously seem to possess some a talent and ability to win. Um, where do you think that's come from? Now, did, did you look up to any idols or is any golf golfing professionals that you sort of go, okay, I want to be like that person one day and yeah. so tell, tell me do you have any sort of inspiration people that you look up to um it's changed quite a bit over the years you know just seeing people win and being like you know I want to do that um obviously Minji and Hannah they're really big inspirations to me just because they've come from Australia and you know I can relate to that obviously um uh, for context if anyone's watching outside of that so is that Hannah is it Hannah Green Hannah Green and Minji Lee yeah, yeah Minji Lee so um major winners i don't know hannah's just recently won a major yeah i don't think uh, minji's won a major yet she's won which is yeah. yeah that'll happen surely yeah surely. absolutely soon mm. <laughs> um but yeah no like it's changed quite a bit obviously those are the two main females that i look up to um but yeah i don't know i kind of i don't really have one specific person that i look up to i kind of just you know i kind of make my own journey everyone's got a different journey obviously and i kind of just yeah kind of look up to my future self maybe and see whether I can get there like in aspirations and everything wow well that's um yeah that's pretty cool to hear I mean there's not many people your age that could sort of say that so I think um that's a, that's a cool thing to have in your head already you want yeah. to be your own self that's really cool yeah. um so uh, with the elite sort of females that you have played with or seen play wh what yeah. do you like about their games what do you what do you see um, in their games that you really like and want to be yeah. more like with them? Yeah, so um, I was really surprised. Obviously, they hit it a lot further than the typical amateur or some of them don't even, but the accuracy into the green and their putting and it's just so consistent and, you know, they gain so many shots with their accuracy because, you know, like hitting it to 10, 15 feet's great, but hitting it to two foot every, I don't know, third hole mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. So... Yeah, no, that's something I really aspire to do. Like, it's it makes a massive difference. Yeah. Yeah, iron play. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Um, you know, Tiger Woods, I think, uh, has been known for a good putter of his life. But yeah, he's one of the best iron players ever lived. Yeah. So, I think yeah, if you can sharpen up your iron play between one fifty, one seventy five yards, definitely yeah. uh, that'll yeah. pick up some. That'll gain some shots on the field for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. And, and what sort of uh, areas of your game that is your strength at the moment? What do you feel like is your strength with your game? Um, it's, that's a funny question. It kind of swaps between a few things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to golf, <laughs> um, huh? As I'm sure everyone can relate to. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I'm pretty, I guess I'm pretty accurate off the tee. Um, I'm not so much, I don't really spray my drives too much. Um, I'd, I'd like to think I'm a good putter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's just 
obviously, you know, working on iron play that can never really get just, mm. it's good. You know, there's always yeah. improvements to make. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I guess I can't really pinpoint one thing. It's kind of just so one thing maybe really good yesterday, today might be different. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, I see on your shirt, you're with Golf Australia and the, and the Queensland team. So you get a lot of help. So I'm assuming you get, you have some coaching as well. Yes, yes. So um, my coach isn't actually part of QAS um, and Golf Australia. Um, but yeah, no, QAS and Golf Australia, they do so much for me. I'm so grateful. So yeah, definitely yeah. be where I am without them. Cool. And who is your coach? Dan Morrison. He's uh, from Perugian. He used to caddy for Nico Hearn. Oh, yeah. So yeah, no, it's really cool having someone that, you know, has been inside the ropes on the bag and playing. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. And okay, so we'll get into this now. So um, I've had some tour players on here before and we've spoken a little about uh, about what you might have done different when you were younger. And and a lot of them have spoken about um, when they get to elite teams and things like that, there's a lot of voices around and to try and work out who to listen to and how to sieve through the information is difficult. So how do you find with being associated with all these different squads and a lot of different elite coaches and I'm sure there's a lot of people um, trying to give their advice. How do you deal with all those voices? Yeah, obviously um, dealing with it really never stops. Um, There's always going to be that, you know, background voices and people trying to have their say or whatever. And like, good on them, like it's fine. Um, But yeah, I'm kind of dealing with it at the moment with different aspects of my game and my physical health and everything. And yeah, yeah, it's it's more just trusting yourself and not straying from that, like having a path. Um, and my coach is really good with this because obviously he went through it when he was younger. Um, and just having a path and not straying off that, um, I find that's really, really helpful just to stay true to yourself because it's, it's very easy to get lost in all the information and forget that I'm, I'm just hitting a white ball and trying to get it really close and in the hole as quick as I can. <laughs> Yeah, sure. And have you learned um, over the last couple of years um, how to best prepare for a tournament and how you best practice and things like that? Take us, take us through a bit about how you prepare for a tournament. Yeah, so um, two weeks leading up to it is very different and like physical in my game and everything. Um, before that's just more just technical. And then when it gets to the two weeks before, so the um, the week before the week before the tournament <laughs> yeah. um, is more just, you know, focusing on my physical strength and tightening just my swing and playing on the course. And then the, um, the week prior to the tournament's more just playing on the course, letting go the physical, like the hard work and stuff in the gym, um, obviously just lightening that up a little bit and then staying on the course and just doing heaps of short game work to, um, you know, hone those skills in because, Obviously, you know, that's where you gain your shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like playing on the course does wonders before, just getting that course knowledge and improving, you know, your mental space and just preparing for the tournament, yeah. Yeah, sure. And when you're sort of coming into the first um, first day of the tournament and, and you're warming up, so h- how do you get yourself ready and prepared mentally for the day? Do you just sort of take it as it comes or do you go through a particular process um, or yeah. tell yourself something um, before you sort of tee off? Yeah, well, I'm consistently, every time, I'm really nervous before the first tee shot of the tournament. Like, mm-hmm. after that's done, I'm fine. 
Um, but yeah, obviously, I just try and um, I read a book. It's called The Tour Mentality by Nico Hearn. I always read that before um, a tournament, and it, it it just calms me down and gets me in the right headspace and everything, which is really important. Like I find mindfulness is really helpful. Um, just getting in that headspace. Like obviously, I'm saying headspace a lot, but I find it so important. You know. Sure, headspace as in, um, so you're ready for the ups and downs of golf. Yeah. You're ready, you're ready to take on any challenge out there. You're ready for your nerves, the crowd, whatever it is. Is that, is that what you're alluding to? Yeah, so like just making sure, um, just preparing yourself for the different situations and not so much running through them, but just preparing yourself so you're not going to react overly to a certain situation. Um, personally, I love people watching. Like that's, I love that. Mm. Um, but situations, say, if, you know, you, you're tracking towards a double and trying to make par or trying to make bogey just at best, um, mm. I find being in a good mental space for that is so important because if you're not, obviously that double could turn into a triple or and mm. be the difference of losing. Yeah. And you got to be ready for the fight, don't you? So if you know, it, it's a killer sport sometimes, isn't it? Um, it can be so easy on one day and then so tough yeah. on the next, and it can be both. It, you could come in so mentally prepared, confident, yeah. and a couple of bad bounces early, and you're three over three, four, and you're like, "What? Well, I didn't see this at all." Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, yeah. I've had a few situations where that's been the case, and um, yeah. obviously, I'm reverting back to headspace again. But yeah, it's mm. that kind of prepares you. Um, doing mindfulness the night before, totally recommend that. I'm sure mm. everyone else has recommended that too, but it's, mm -hmm. yeah, I just, it's very important on my list. <laughs> cool. Well, talk us through a bit of the Nick O'Hearn book. So what do you, you get a couple of quotes out of there or what, what exactly do, um, does he say from his experience that you sort of um, really like? Yeah. So um, it's more his book kind of, it explains his um experiences in, throughout his career and the things he uh, stuck to and like just having one swing thought throughout the whole game and trusting that that's the right one. Um, it's more just mentally, like the whole book just focuses around, obviously it has different practice techniques and everything that it suggests. And, um, but it talks about his, his experiences, like when he won against Tiger on the 19th hole or 19th or 20th hole in that match play. Um, and just, keeping obviously that mindset again keeping that you know positive positivity and believing in yourself yeah i like i love that it's so good and it's yeah it's very reassuring when you when you read it yeah he has an amazing story too you know he was a trainee yeah. you know yeah. it, no one really believed in him probably and you know unless himself or his family yeah. But yeah, he, he has to be really mentally strong um, yeah. to, to correct the career he did from where he came from. So yeah, kudos to him and great yeah. person to listen to that way as well. Great work. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so do you enjoy the process of becoming elite golfer? I'm assuming that you want to be a 20, 30 year uh, professional golfer. Am I, am I right in that? Yes. Very right. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. Um, obviously, as I said before, I've kind of, um, you know, envisioned my own little path and I, I, I've loved every second and I can't wait for every second to come. Like it's, it's, I'm just so excited, you know, it's, it's going to be really cool. That's even awesome. like, even if things don't turn out the way I want them to, you know, it's such a good industry to be in because there's so many people that are amazing and so many people that can help you along the way, obviously keeping to your path. But um, mm. yeah, no, I'm really excited. It's going to be really cool. What do you enjoy the most about the journey of becoming an elite professional golfer? 
There's so many things. I love I love how it takes me all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. I probably wouldn't have left Australia too many times if I didn't play golf. Um, but yeah, like it's it's just you know the people you meet, the things you learn about yourself. That's probably a massive one for me. Like um, I don't know. I've learned so much about myself and how to like navigate my own thoughts when I'm in different situations. And yeah, like it's so, it's. I love the whole thing, really. <laughs> nice. Yeah, what a sport, hey? Yeah. Um, you learn so much about yourself. And as you said, you, you get to meet awesome people, see great sights around the world. So mm-hmm. wish yeah. you luck with that. Thank you. Um, no, look, obviously you're a talented golfer um, you're, and, and you work hard, clearly. Um, and there is a lot of talented golfers that work hard out there but don't win. And yeah. so that interests me. So uh, for you, you're already a winner. And um, that's cool. That's a really cool thing to have. Um, what do you think makes you a winner? What separates you right now? I'm talking about right now to the other girls that you think are just as talented or work just as hard, but what, what makes you a winner? Yeah. Um, good question. I, I really, um, I'm very, very competitive. <laughs> um, and obviously I, I've worked so hard on my um, mental state towards all situations. And um, yeah, I, I think my competitiveness and how I harness that and control that and put it into my game is mm-hmm. a very big aspect of why I do so well in certain tournaments and everything. Um, yeah, it's massive. Obviously, we'll talk about Virginia Open and everything in March of the Ams. That's um, mm-hmm. prime examples of... Um, you know, like my competitiveness and how I kind of get into that mindset when I'm in mm. certain situations. And yeah, I get, yeah, that's probably what I'd say. <laughs> and so did you think you've, you developed that through other sports and maybe as a youngster, you, um, I don't know if you've got any siblings where you just always wanted to be out on top or do you yeah. think it's come from sort of earlier on? Yeah. So I d- definitely, I think so. Um, all my brothers and sisters, they're all uh, like 32, 36. So they're quite, a bit older than me so obviously I grew up with people that well my brothers and sisters that were quite a bit older and um both of my brothers play golf so it's kind of a bit of bit a lot a lot of competitiveness in the family and we're all sports people like dad's a tennis pro and mum's a swim teacher and oh yeah cool um and we all play golf so yeah I think just I don't know being having that competitive competitiveness I think I've um, developed that through my golfing career, but it's definitely come from my family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a quote that goes around some, some people, um, hate losing more than they love winning. Now, yeah. is that you or are you different to that? Um, yeah, I'd say sometimes that's me. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I love as much as coming second is very disheartening at some stages. Um, I, I love it because you learn so much from coming second, mm. so much more than winning. Uh, mm. Like winning is great, don't, don't get me wrong, but um, I don't know, coming second, third, fourth, I feel like I learn so much more. Does the drive also get a little bit stronger when you come second? It's like, okay, next time <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure does, yeah. Yeah, cool. Oh, well, you alluded to the Vic Junior uh, and the Master of the Amazon, so let's go there. Um, so last year, 2019, uh, now look, you've, you've been around for a few years with the junior staff and, um, you've been winning for a long time. Um, but this was a, is quite a, a big event and 
your scoring was unbelievable. I mean, you shot uh, 16 under. Um, I think, is that around 13th beach? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. And you and another lady called, is it uh, Janith Wong? Yeah. Yep. So you two were just striping the field. You both finished at 16 under after four rounds. I think there's only one other lady uh, under par. Yeah. And she was at four under. So you, you're about 12 better than third place. Um, so clearly you guys are dominating the junior ranks. Um, is she your sort of rival around there? Yeah, Denise's really good. I love yeah. playing tournaments when Denise's playing because there's always, you know, that competitiveness, as I say. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we always end up in the same group and she's really good. Like, um, as much as, you know, I felt for her because she, she played really well that week and everything. Um, yeah, she, she played really well, but, um, yeah. Oh, she, come on. <laughs> you feel for her. <laughs> come on. Be honest. <laughs> no, she played really good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just on the day. Yeah. And so you're alluding to you shot 65 in yeah. in the last round yeah. to to match her ending score, and then you went into a playoff. I'm imagining. Yeah. So what were you behind going into the last round? How many shots? Okay, so I'll tell talk you us through it. Talk us through. I'll, it. Tell, I'll tell you the story for yeah. the last day. So I said to Mum that morning, we were teeing off obviously in the last few groups, and I said to Mum that morning, "Look, I'm playing for second place." Um, Janice playing really well like she's not going to have anything over three under um, like anything worse than three under because she's playing so well and obviously I'm not going to catch that so um, just playing for second place uh, I don't think I was that far in front of third place at that point um, but yeah so and the mindset on the first tee to the second tee was completely different so the first tee obviously I was playing for second um, and on the range, I wasn't hitting it that great. And I was kind of like, okay, we'll see how we go. <laughs> um, and she made double on the first and I made um, a really good par. I saved par. And on the second tee, just like that, I've gained two shots, right? So I'm now five behind and I've got 17 holes to play. So here's me kicking into my competitive state. I'm going, I can do this. Like, okay. Um, mm. And so, and then she made a really good birdie on the next. So I'm back to six behind. And at that point I was kind of like, okay, like I know I hit it bad on the range, but I can, you know, like my mental side can take over my physical side right now. So I didn't even know my score. Um, I really did not play how I usually play. I played pretty much just catch up the whole day. So it was kind of like, okay, now I'm three behind. Okay, now I'm four behind. Okay, two behind, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and it got to the 10th hole and I, mum was walking and watching as she always does, which is really nice. And I turned back and I, I was four behind at this stage and I turned back to her and I said, this is where I want to be. This is, this is like literally everything I've worked for and I love being in this position. Um, yeah. And then I made a few really good birdies and um, yeah, I was, I was getting closer. <laughs> and then the last hole I made a par that, probably shouldn't have been a par but it's <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of golf what happened uh, i pre-putted for par which was great you can imagine my oh. my disappointment there <laughs> so you had two putts for the wind did you yeah uh, from how far i was i was just off the green so i was probably like maybe 25 feet and i left myself obviously six footer and that's great under pressure <laughs> <laughs> what so what happened did you think about the trophy your speech what was happening yeah, just, 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 yeah. I've done this. I've got, got the window. Got 
trust me, I've done it many times. Anyway, so mm. yeah, so went into a prep. I didn't even know. So, and I knew, I thought at that point in time, I had two parts to square with her. So I was just like, congratulations, you played so well. Thank you so much. And she turned to me and she's like, um, we're even. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry. That would have killed her. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I really didn't mean to. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway so um yeah obviously we went in the playoff and um I hate being I'm not the kind of person obviously you can probably tell I'm not the kind of person to not talk so like on the way back obviously I was talking to the guy that was driving me up there and on the way down the fairway I was just having a chit chat to her I feel so bad for her she probably didn't want to talk at all um <laughs> yeah and then I made a really I hit it to the front of the green do you know the 18th that um, 13th Beach or Beach Course. Yeah, up, is it up the hill, Clubhouse no, on the right? The, um, it's the one that goes round the corner. I don't know where it's 18 normally. It's the okay. one that goes around round the reeds and the reeds. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Yep, gotcha. Yeah, so I hit it um, front of the green for two in that in, there's a little swale and it's into the green. It's really not the best place to be. Um, and I somehow made up and down, which was nice. Um, mm. Yeah, and that was that. Was that. So... You took it out. Now, what did you learn out of that? I've got a couple of learnings I noticed out of that. One is at the start of the day, even if you're 10 behind, you're still a chance. Yeah. Is that what you, yeah? Is yeah. that what you learned out of that? No. Yeah, that's one. Um, yeah. Another one was I kind of surprised myself that day too because um, I've had situations before where I've been behind many situations. I can't even count them on my fingers. But, um, you know, I've been behind, I've caught up and then the last hole I've made a bogey to lose by two or that kind of thing. And I think, I didn't really think about it um, directly that day, but I think it was in the back of my mind being like, you know, you've done this so many times, you can do it. Um, mm. Yeah, no, that's some, that, that tournament that day is something I refer back to a lot. Um, it, I learned so much about myself that day, knowing that I can actually do that. Mm. Um, and take that competitiveness and that mindset all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, what well on on the win? Yeah. I'll tell you a little story there. Uh, I spoke to another tour player. I won't mention his name, but he he, he played with Jordan Spieth at the PGA yeah. one year uh, when it was in, in on the Gold Coast, and I think they were in one of the last groups, but they were seven or eight behind the leader. Yeah. And a bit like yourself, he went into the final round like, "Oh, no chance. I'll just play solid golf." Blah blah blah. But Jordan, he heard overheard um, him talking to the caddy, saying, "Hey, if we shoot sixty three today, you're a chance." Yeah. And like his mindset, Jordan Spieth's mindset is, "We can still win." Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so that really was like, "Oh, okay, he's a world class player, world number one," and that's their mindset. Yeah. And they're never far away. They're always got a chance, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Like what a bit of self-belief can do. <laughs> um, mm. Obviously, I worked quite hard on that over the past few years because that wasn't my strong point at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, I've learned quite a bit about myself through, you know, the Junior Open that mm. year because it, um, you know, losing by a couple happened the year before. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, and I think, too, it being my last Vic Junior, at that point, they changed it to September now, but... Um, being my last junior open at that point in time, also I was kind of like, come on, like I've got close so many times. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it was it was a really nice win. And so this year has been a little bit interrupted. Um, you were able to squeeze in a few tournaments early. 
Um, yep. I noticed that you took a little bit to warm up, but then, uh, yeah, you did pretty well at the Master of the Amateurs. Yeah. So that's the other one you alluded to before. Um, that's the one you came, I think, tied second, uh, yeah. maybe. So, yeah. so was that also a tournament that you maybe let slip or? Yes, talk us very much so. Right, um, okay. So yeah. talk us through that. Yeah, yeah. So obviously this is the first time I've actually talked about it that I'm actually... I'm sorry, maybe a bit that. of a therapy session. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, Yeah, every time I've talked about it before, it's a bit, I don't know, not emotional, just like still hurts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. fine though. Um, so at the start of the week, another example of me being like, there's way bigger fish in the sea here. Like I'm not... I'm not one of the contenders for this week. So obviously top 10 would be really nice. Last year, I really did not play well on this. So top 10 would be nice. Um, I'll be happy if that's a result. Okay, uh, let me pause you there. Yep. That was your, your mindset going into this tournament. Yep, I know. Horrific, right? <laughs> right, okay. I'm just wondering where you sit with that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, right. No, that's true. Anyway, okay. so, All right. yep. so the first day... I don't even, I, I can't even remember my scores. I only remember the outcome. So mm -hmm. first day I played, I played okay. Um, second day, I played well the whole week. Like nothing really went wrong. Um, and it got to the third day and I finished and I was, I don't know. I was like three in front of leader. Yeah. Like, two or three in front. I think you were two in front of one other lady. Yeah, and then yeah, most, most, you're, yeah, at least two in front of second. Yeah. 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 So I was kind of, at that point in time, I'm kind of thinking, okay, like, wow, all right, this is cool. Um, and I had the um, general manager of Parisian here, he lives in Victoria, so he caddied for me that week, and he, he was really good. Um, and we just stuck to, you know, my processes that day and just did what I do and everything, and I made a few good chip-ins and a few good um, birdies and everything, and... I don't know, I got, I got my lead, I'm not really sure, I got it to like three and then I made a really shocking, um, it was a really good save for Bodie, but it was a really bad hole and we got back to square. Um, with, so this is at Victoria, just for, for perspective for people listening, this is at Victoria Golf Club, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and what hole were we on? Um, this was, oh my gosh, I don't know. Back nine or front nine? I think it was 12. Okay, back nine, early back nine. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know whether we, we probably start on one. Anyway, so I'm on 12 and I made a really poor bogey. Um, so we're back to square and then I got to, I got to one in front or something on the 15th. Um, and I ended up being two up going down the last. And I had one of the fathers in the group, um, he came up to me and said, you know, congratulations that it's so good. I'm really happy for you and everything. And I'm kind of like, guys, I'm not finished yet. Who knows oh, what's no. going to happen? No. And, and 18's a par five, right? Up the hill. Yeah. It's okay. not a hard hole. Like, if, no. you, if you play it good, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <sighs> anyway, so um, mm -hmm. I hit a really good drive and I was in the center of the fairway and that's when he came up and he was just like, you know, congratulations. It's such a good win. Well done. And my caddy's just like, oh. <laughs> He's off the Christmas card list, this guy, right? <laughs> He's a lovely guy. Don't give me that. <laughs> yes. um, anyway, so I stepped up and thinking back now, it was a really poor decision. Um, I stepped up and I took three wood over the middle bunkers and, you know, I pulled it off all week. I just thought, you know, why change my plan? I stick to myself, you know, this is 
me. It's not it's not the whole other all the other players. So anyway, so I took three wood and it came off a little right. And I was thinking, you know, if it's in the bunker, it's fine. It's like it's not a hard up and down. It's, it's all good. And it wasn't in the bunker. It was buried in um, grass behind the bunker. And all I could do was just swing out and see how it came out. Obviously, flyer went over the green, chipped up, didn't make the putt. So we're in a playoff. His, and you can imagine how I'm feeling. Like two up, going down the last, going down a playoff, down the first. I'm like, mm, great. Anyway. Yeah, we had, you had two other ladies, right? It was three, three lady playoff, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, one of them uh, played really well. She had I don't know seven, seven or eight under that day to um, tie the lead. Wow. So. So how were the emotions after? So you've made double. It was a bogey. She made bogey. She made birdie. No, no. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you made bogey. She's made birdie. She's yeah. equaled you. Yeah. How were the emotions straight after? Um, it didn't really sink in. The whole, the last three shots I hit, um, before the last putt that I had, it was more just like, oh my god, I want this to be over. Just get in the hole. Um, because a lot of people were watching, and I knew. At that point in time, I don't usually let it get to me, but it got to me that, like, I knew mum and dad really wanted me to do it just for myself. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, just self-happiness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, everyone at home was really happy for me and rooting for me and everything. And um, and then when I went and did that, I was kind of in shock, but I, was, I wasn't upset, more just like why did I just do that? Like what happened? And like, I, I was in a blur. Like I didn't really remember it till like two days after. Mm. Um, and yeah, I like in the last part I knew I have to, like, I have to sink this to even have a chance. Mm. Uh, it was probably mm, 10, 12 feet down a hill with a slide. And I was like, oh, mm. no. <laughs> I left myself self six foot coming back, which was great. Um, but yeah, no, the emotions I was, I, don't, I was kind of in, a monotone state like I didn't really know how to feel mm. um quite flattened actually like really drained I mm, guess because I yes. put so much energy in the last few holes um and then down the playoff was quite interesting um I played that hole really well all week and that was really not good how I played that so yeah it was quite um I don't really know how to explain how I was feeling state do you know Stacey Peters she came up to me. Um, she's uh, the um, she's a guidance, sort of a guidance counselor for all the women in Golf Australia. She's really cool. She's really right. cool. Um, anyway, so we she came up to me and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like you played so well, and obviously everyone was happy." And I was just like, you know, you know. Mm. not happy mm-hmm. yes <laughs> and, um, don't want to talk to or see anyone yeah oh my god i was just really embarrassed mm. um and yeah i don't know i just i like i'm not the sort of person to get really upset and i just like i broke down i was like what's happened <laughs> yeah um but yeah no like looking back that's actually the first time i talk about that not really having a personal tie to it um yeah like looking back as much as it really sucked the whole situation, it was such a good week. Like I can't, it was what, yeah, it was probably a week where I, like I played really well and I was really happy with it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, nothing to be ashamed of. Um, You got players all the way around the world. And do you know what the great thing about that is? 
I'm not putting the tournament down. Beautiful tournament, great tournament. But when yeah. you're on professional tournaments or same you're playing for majors and you're in the same circumstance again, guess yeah. what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. You're going to yeah. lay up, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably going to, I'm not going to speak for you, but you're probably going to lay up and understand that yeah. you can, yeah, the worst you can make from there is, is probably a par. Pretty much, yeah. You know? I um. Yeah, I, obviously that, that afternoon I called my coach and he's like, look, it's okay. It's not the worst thing in the world. You're going to have bigger fish to fry later on. Um, and it was, it was just, I, I, I don't even know how I was feeling. Just like that whole week after that, I was just thinking, go, like, <laughs> yeah. anyway, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Put, put it's hand to a really, really hard lesson. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> See, wouldn't you rather, you'd rather... Uh, it's like, um, it's like, cause I'm into AFL and the footy and all the coaches go, you'd rather ha- learn a lesson out of a close win, yeah. you know, than a heartbreaking loss. Yeah, definitely. But, um, at the end of the day, you've learned a lesson from it. And, and as your coach said, which is absolutely perfect, you know, you've got yeah. bigger things to fry, bigger fish to fry. And yeah. that's that, that you'll, you'll, you'll reflect on that one day yeah. and go, I'm glad I went through it, but I know I know right now that's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, it was it's funny. Like so many people talked to me about it, and they said, "Oh my god, you played so well that week! Like, well done!" And I'm just here, like, "Are you kidding me? Did you see what happened?" <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, I know, now. I know. Yeah, no, it's 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 hard, isn't it, when you're a friend or a family member and you said, I mean, so, I mean, what do you do? I mean, so you're trying to say the right thing. Yeah. It's like, yep. As a golfer, I know when I see that, um, I don't speak or be around for at least that day. Uh, I know that, um, as a good friend of mine, I, I caddied uh, for uh, a friend of mine in the Asian tour school a few years back and a good friend of mine was in the same tournament and he doubled the last to miss his card. Right. And so I'm happened to be on the same flight as him on the way back. And I'm in, I'm in the Singapore airport in the same lounge as him. We, we happen to bump into each other. And what do you I'm, say? Well done this week or like, I mean, I just, I'm like, Hey, you doing mate. And, um, I just sort of did my thing, gave him the space and, you know, and you know, we're pretty good friends. So I sort of made a funny joke about it uh, later on that, um, like, how you feeling, mate? <laughs> you okay? <laughs> do, do you want to hug or something? You know, <laughs> something a little bit funny, but yeah, yeah you, you understand that he, you could still see it. He's a few hours after and he's just, what's just happened. Yeah. You know, you that's know, just come from. Like, I know it's not a really like, it's, at that point in time, obviously, it's, and still now, like, obviously, it was quite a big tournament for me. So, like, winning that would have been really cool. Um, but, yeah, like, I totally agree. It's just it's just almost a state of just shock and just embarrassment. Like, as much as you shouldn't be embarrassed because, like, I played okay and, mm. you know, everything was fine. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, just the whole situation, looking back, I just, I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Yeah, you don't you don't want to be seen as a non closer, right? You know, it's I know, like, you know, I know. Like, oh my god, she chokes that week. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, being around golf for a long time and watching a lot of golf, I mean, Tiger's the only one I've seen that really hasn't choked. I mean, everyone else has at least choked. Well, when I say choked, bad word. 
at yeah. least not finished probably how they should have yeah <laughs> once or twice right so um yeah. it's tough it's difficult i mean and well, everyone does it right like yeah. at least once maybe tiger's the exception but <laughs> yeah. um well there, there would have been tournaments he would have gone you know i didn't finish that like i should but yeah i mean when it really mattered he, he did pretty well yeah yeah <laughs> But so learn from it, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh well, um, I'm sure there's plenty more to come from you. So, yeah, so talk about um, where to next for you then. So you've got um, your 17, turning 18 this year. What are yeah. your plans over the next couple of years? When do you want to sort of try and go to Q school or turn pro? What do you want to do? Yeah. So um, I am. I'm obviously finishing year 12 this year. Um, so the plan was maybe just see how we go. Hopefully maybe turn pro towards the end of next year. Um, I've actually got a back injury at the moment, which is I'm out for a couple months. So um, obviously, yeah, we'll just see how that pans out and see how the whole COVID situation pans out. Um, obviously that probably will impact overseas travel and everything, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, when it does come to that time, probably do, the Australian tour school just for a season um, just to get a feel of it you know playing for money and not a trophy and all that kind of stuff um, yeah stay in and, your home country and a bit more yeah just yeah. And traveling and you know trying to earn your own money doing it um, yeah and then probably go once I do a season on that see how I go see how I'm feeling um, and yeah go over to uh, the US and try with the LPGA school that would be absolute dream. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so pretty good timing then. Uh, not great to have a back injury, but actually yeah. decent timing to to have a recovery session. Oh, perfect. Honestly, if I was going to ever do it, I've timed it so well. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So is I'm like cords from sitting down doing nothing probably anyway. So do you know what attributed to that? Is it just hitting too many balls or? Um... Um, well, I was, so before COVID hit, my plan was to just take six months off tournaments like obviously still train um but six months off tournaments so i could just get school done because last four years i've kind of been playing catch up with school um i just thought you know it's my last year may as well finish properly um and yeah so like i didn't play golf for probably a month i was just doing heaps of study i was still in the gym and everything and then covid hit um and i started playing golf again and i went back into gym training and golf training really quickly and really hard which was probably not a very good idea um Mm. and yeah but we're not really sure what's caused it because i've got um it's like a it's a stress fracture in the bottom of my back so doing nothing's obviously not going to do that but Mm. yeah i don't know it it should heal quickly so we'll see (laughs) yeah well you're still developing too so just be careful yeah i know i've grown heaps too yeah yeah um yeah, yeah. So you want to get to the LPGA now? You've you've got you've got some the winner mindset. You've got some experience under your belt, but in terms of gaining to them, you mentioned um, the iron play. Yeah. What about your length off the tee? Is that is that up to scratch right now in terms of the the professional ranks, or is that something yeah. you need to work towards? It's probably um, average. Um, there's quite a few that hit it a lot shorter than me, but then there's obviously that percentage, probably like 30% of them that hit it a long way. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably happy with my distance at the moment. Obviously with gym training and everything, you can get that up a little bit. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, like I'm pretty happy with distance at the moment. Um, I'm not 
yeah, I'm not too concerned with that. It's more just being more accurate with irons and, um, you know, from even, even 50 to 100 out, just putting it to this instead of, you know, six, 10 feet. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And what's the ball flight like? Have you got a high ball flight compared to most or? Yeah. So I think my, my ball flight's quite high. Um, my coach and I are obviously working to play in America. So that's quite important over there, obviously, because there's not as much run. Um, so yeah, like I, and I enjoy it, like seeing a high ball flight and like a little baby draw, it's very confidence boosting for me. So yeah. yeah. Is that your natural ball flight, a high little draw? Yeah. Oh, what a dream. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> Sorry, it just cut out. What did you say? Oh, um, I like a high baby draw. That's all I said. Yeah, it's okay. Good. And, you know, when you, when you feel like you're on when you're playing, do you like to hunt flags? Um, in t- if it's a if right flag, you hit a fade, left flag draw, um, or yeah. do you just stick to your one flight and just play with that? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge shaper of the ball. Um, I like to see, I like, I don't know, I build confidence from seeing the same ball flight consistently. Um, obviously, like when you need to shape it. Um, but yeah, if I have a choice, I usually stick to my one ball flight. Um, so like if it's a right flag and there's water right, um, mm. you just, it depends how well you're playing really. Yeah. Um, in that situation, I'm not unhappy with 10, 12 feet. Um, or like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Shot. Yeah. You, you sometimes you got to throw the ego out, don't you? Yeah. And learn yeah. to know which ones you want to attack. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. I just play towards something that I'm play to my strengths really. So, yeah. yeah. And if there's a couple of younger uh, ladies that are coming up and want to become, you know, a, a winning junior, a winning uh, female yeah. amateur player, what do you think they need to work on um, to get to that level? Like what's, if you were to name one little section of the game, what, what do you think is most important? Um, definitely accuracy. Um, there's a little tour on the Sunshine Coast called the Invincibles Tour. And they do a great job bringing up juniors. Um, and I've played a few of the, their tournaments in the last few weeks, um, obviously before my back. And it's just you, looking at how they play, um, so much talent, but having accuracy into the green, not only just iron play, but pitching and all that kind of stuff. If they like, that's so important. If um, juniors just worked on, you know, accuracy from, I don't know, 60 to 150 meters. Yeah. Mm. That's it's, it's pretty important. Yeah. hundred percent off the tee as well to get as more, as many fairways as possible. Yeah, yeah. And well, yeah, it's so much easier when you're not hitting out a rough like this. Right? Exactly. And I wanted to, to touch on a little bit of how much you practice because I think people don't understand the workload that to, that elite um, yeah. golfers go through. So in your typical week when you're not injured, yeah. talk us through how many, how many bucks of balls and how much practice would you do in terms of your weekly practice? Yeah, so I'm very quality, not quantity-based. Um, so I typically spend maybe half an hour, 45 minutes on the range, depending on if I have something to work, if I have something to work on, obviously it's a lot longer. Um, but just half an hour to 45 on the range, just obviously just loosening everything up. Um, probably spend an hour to two hours around the green. And then I'm mainly, I'm my, like, I mainly just play. Um, I find 
you know, putting yourself in different situations really builds, you know, mental confidence and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I see a lot of people, you know, hitting, going out, playing 18 holes at a tournament and then coming back and spending three hours on the range. I'm really not about that, um, which is fun, like each to their own. Like it's everyone has a different journey. Um, mm. But yeah, like I'm more quality, not quantity. If I'm hitting it bad, I'll go hit a bucket of balls, like maybe 30 balls after a round and then that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because you want to replicate as close as you can to tournament conditions. And yeah, you can't exactly. get any better than that than actually playing on the course. So yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of people, like, range game is always, a lot of people say, oh, my range game's so good, but my actual game's, like, a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, you want, you want to see when, when, you know, when I'm coaching and I'm, I'm seeing people and if they want to practice what I've given them, it's important yeah. then to give them more of a um, transition from the technical side into, okay, change your angles up, change your club up, change your targets up and make it more realistic to what the yeah. golf course offers. Change your lies up. And you can't do anything more than go on the golf course to do that. But if you're on the range, that's some advice. Really try and change it up. Replicate the the golf course condition. Because, you know, when the wind's off the right, you got um, water on the left and you're trying to hit to a tuck pin. You got one seven iron. You know, you don't have 10 to warm up, do you? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's such a good... Yeah, I totally agree. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, I want to know, just to finish, I want to know what sort of goals um, you want to tick off in, in your professional career. Yeah. So we're, we're giving you the card. I'm already get, giving you um, some license on the tour. What do you want to achieve out of this game long term? So are we talking realistic or are we talking like... Nothing's unrealistic. How's That's that? Okay. All right. Um, if you oh. can imagine it, you can do it. You say I want to hit 300 metres, but... <laughs> Um, Why not? You just hit hit the footpath. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'd really like to achieve top twenty in the world at least. Um, obviously, there's a lot of work to be done before then. Um, but yeah, like that would be, I don't know, just being in that top twenty, top fifteen. That would really, I don't self self accomplishment. Like I'm just looking for that. I'm not really looking to impress people or you know, like make other people happy. I'm, that, that would just make me happy with, because, you know, like obviously you play well and everything at tournaments and everything and like, like just in that sort of situation. But um, from my point of view, that would probably just set it in stone for me. Just being top 15, maybe top 10, 15, 20, maybe. Just, I don't know, in that sort of range. Yeah, great. That's a great uh, goal. If you were top 10, though, if you were the 10th yeah. best player, do you think you could get to one? Yeah. If I was the 10 in the world, why not? Oh, okay. That's yeah. just something to think about. Yeah, that's it. That, um, that's cool. And, and what about any particular tournaments uh, you want to win or majors you want to participate in? Um, obviously, the, the majors are the, the key. I think the ladies have five, right? You, you yes, guys have got yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd really like to do well or win the a and Inspiration. Yeah, yeah, cool. It's, that's a pretty big one for me. I'm pretty sure I'm actually, it's really bad. My knowledge on this sort of stuff is really not up to scratch. I'm pretty sure that's the one they like run and jump in the little ah, <laughs> the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. It looks fun. Yeah. I, I, I think... I, yeah, I think the ladies have a lot of fun out there. I think it's it's good to watch. Um, it's, a cool, it's a cool environment. I played a few 
um, pro events at the start of this year and at the start of last year. Um, it's such a different vibe and environment to amateur golf. Like it's so much more relaxed. I played Vic Open um, not last year, the year before, I think. And like on the range, they got music going. Like it's just a big festival. You know, it's great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you'll notice probably. Have you noticed that everyone's very individual in the way they go about yeah. it? There, there's it's no. Not, as much as like it's great. And everything, you know, you finish around, 10 people don't come up to you and be like, well, how'd you go? What'd you have? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone's in their own space and um, people do it differently. I mean, and, yeah. you know, I think when, you, when, you, when you're growing up and you've got an environment around you, people, you know, it's very structured and you've got to do this, yeah. you've got to do that. But when you get out in the real world, um, you realise that people just have their own ways, you know, yeah. and then they do their own thing. Yeah. yeah, it's not really like everyone has to be the same, you know. No, um, no. I know. I, I love it. I love playing pro events because everyone's just so. As much as like you know, half the field are there because, and they're so focused and they're so, you know, like nobody talks to me, which is fine. Like everyone has different ways to warm up and get ready. Um, but you know, that other half, it's so much fun. You know, they walk past and be like, "Hey, what'd you do on the weekend?" You know, like mm. that doesn't happen at um amateur tournament so it's it's quite refreshing <laughs> yeah it's great it's great isn't it um uh, i love uh i love watching different type of people we do different things like phil mickelson i mean yeah. i mean how could you not love watching this guy play yeah. i mean did you see him take his putt putter out 70 yards <laughs> did you see that yeah i did <laughs> and then he's just like that did not happen as it did in my head <laughs> I love listening, watching him play. It's just amazing. And then he hits this big flop shot from the. I know. It's a I feel like only Phil would have the mental power to get himself to do that. And you know what's funny about him? He's got like the he's got like the coffee mug. Did you see that? No, so I didn't. He, so he's got the early morning tea, and he's got the coffee heart, and he puts it on the green behind him, and and finishes out his putting. This is not the green. This is PJ Tour stuff. He's got the he's got the coffee out, coffee so mug, puts it down on the green, <laughs> and butts out. That's I so mean, this this is what I, I mean. I love it because you know, I mean, it just breaks all the rules, doesn't it? it just yeah. you know, that's what I love. And I think, um, yeah, you're on the right track with finding your own way in it, and you've got a you know a lot a lot of years ahead of you and a lot of experience to have. So I, I want to wish you luck with that. Um, so much. I think yeah, you've got the ability, you're a winner, um, you've got a great um, attitude and um, it's been a pleasure talking to you and I really wish you luck in the future. Thank you. Thanks.